Alright, well welcome back for episode 4 of the PATH Podcast Season 2. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad to have the opportunity to talk with you today. Um, we wanted to take a moment. We've had two weeks worth of episodes that were really, really good. These interviews where we interviewed uh, Judy Holly, who is a licensed Christian counselor. And uh, we interviewed Ken Kington on last week's episode. Um, and so we want to just take a minute and sort of recap those two things, uh, those two ep- uh, episodes. And, um, and then we have some resources that we'd like to share with you today. So, um, Derek, what are some takeaways that you had from, from either one of those interviews? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like Jason said, they were excellent. Uh, we we're so blessed to, for them to be willing to do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, no, it's fun. Uh, to give them their time. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful. It's like I was listening to, to it. Um, as they came out, and it's like, hey, man, it's like we actually know what we're doing. Yeah, here. yeah. This yeah, sounds like, like a, a for real, real podcast. A real yeah. podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, but my takeaway, you know, with Judy, you know, intentionality was a thing. Like mm-hmm. the the word that I kind of hung on to there, intentionality. Um, you know, life is, it'll just fly by if we just, if we let it, right? Yeah. But being intentional, being intentional with your spouse, Um you know, starting the day off, you know, hey, what can I do to serve you? What can I do to help you? You know, those kind of things. That was super practical and super helpful, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think right along those lines, um, what my takeaway from Judy was that um, counseling is or or professional help is not just for people who are in crisis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, And I think that that that's something that's really important because if if you're on the right track, you want to make sure you stay on the that's right track. Right, yeah. And and um, I think that a lot of times, especially as as men and as American men, mm-hmm. it's the whole no, nope, I can do this all myself. I don't yeah, need yeah, no help. Yeah. We can do this. And and um, that's that's a really dumb thing to think. Mm-hmm. For just being honest, uh, because it's not like that in any other realm of life. We right. we need God. We have to have Him. Why would we think that that's any different in our marriage? Right. That we don't need help. So yeah, I agree. So with Ken, um, you know, just the takeaway about, you know, um, he described, um, you know, working with your kids, you know, and it's like, you know, that idea of not not just saying no, but like, you know, saying yes as much as you can, yeah. but then we have to say no, say it in a way that seems like yes, you know, yeah. those kind of things. And, you know, just um, he talked about playing, you know, going to the playground or, you know, uh, you know, watching you know, watching a movie with his kids. Yeah, I mean, all these things that would make their kids like super tired, but yeah. they have these experiences. And like yeah. now that his kids, his sons are older, like they're still coming to dad and talking. Yeah. You know, he because he spent that time with them. Uh, and so probably though, you know, we didn't hon- like hone in on the word intentional. It's really kind of the same thing, like yeah. being intentional with your kids uh, and and as much as you can. Um, being intentional with them to, um, you know, individually as well, you yeah. know, and that takes a lot of time, especially on yeah. both our households. Yeah. We decided to have four kids, so, yeah. uh, each. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, that's, that's a lot of intentionality. Right. Yeah. And I, I think too, you know, it, in, intentional or intentionality, that's very much a buzzword in Christian life, sure. but I think the, the real, the real takeaway for me, for, again, for both of those is that it, you have to think about these things. Mm-hmm. Like having good kids doesn't just happen. No. You you have to think about it, put action into it, mm-hmm. put work into it, sweat and tears. Um, and it's the same way with your marriage. You have, yeah. to, you have to fight for it. You can't just 
it doesn't you don't just sit around and a great mm-hmm. marriage happens and you don't just sit around and your kids grow up to mm-hmm. be great people um you have to you have to pour into them and and you know we we were we were talking just before we started here about we we are selfish people all of us are yeah. by nature that's just who we are and you have to say to yourself no self you've got to hold mm-hmm. on because these people are more important to me right and um and and that that's really difficult to do yeah uh, but it's so so rewarding in the end i think absolutely yeah i mean yeah well it's it's funny that it, you know i guess we just live in a society where you can get whatever you want whenever you want it right. so we just yeah. assume that all these things are just going to happen to us yeah. like by osmosis right mm-hmm. but our spiritual growth doesn't happen by osmosis no. Our physical health doesn't happen as much as no. I wish. Yeah. Right? It'd be so nice, right? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> though I think, like, I gain weight by osmosis. I can just walk <laughs> by a refrigerator and it's yeah. like, I'm already. Here's a pound. Yeah. yeah. Here's a pound. Um, but it doesn't work the other way. Right. But then, like, especially your relationship with anybody is not just going to happen right. by, um, you know, some miraculous means. Yeah. You have to put the work in. Right. So we're actually going to talk about. One way to put some work in, right? Yeah, Today, absolutely. So, so um, we, we'd love to know if there was any thoughts, again, that you had. We'd love to discuss those things and um, and see if you guys had any takeaways that were different. Um, but one of the things that we really want to do is that we don't want um, we don't want the things that happen on this podcast to just be like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Glad we did that. Um, we want it to be very practical so that it impacts yeah. our lives as uh, individuals, as families, as followers of Christ. Uh, and so one of the things that we want to do today is we want to resource you with some um, books that we have found very helpful um, or that we find good. And um, b- because, again, you have to put the work in and mm-hmm. reading a book for some people, is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> and um, for others, it comes a little more easily, but uh, it's worth it. It's worth it to put that work in. Yeah. And so um, we have four books that we want to recommend to you today. Um, I'm going to let Derek start with his first recommendation. Yeah. I um, wanted to let you know that all of these books, we'll remind you again later, but all four of these books will be available in our church library. Um, and so take take advantage of that, that yeah, opportunity. For free. Yeah, you yeah, can for free. read these for free. Yeah. Um, also, they're all short-ish. They are short, right? They're not yeah. like really lengthy books yeah. or really heady books. They're really practical, yeah. easy to digest books. I will say too, on the note of, you know, hey, respond to us or whatever. And I, you know, I think, you know, give like send us something you learned in the past couple mm-hmm. of podcasts. Yeah, we'd love to tell know. us something you know was helpful from uh, the the interview with with Judy Holly, tell us something that was particularly useful that you're actually going to try to put in place um, uh, in that interview with Ken. We'd love to know how this is helping you and speaking to you, and and we'd love to see how that is working for you. So the first book that I am uh, recommending is a book that I uh, reference quite a bit in my pre-marriage counseling that I do, and that's it's, it's, it's a classic, but I think it's great. It's called... The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, and um, what what that is, and you may not be familiar with it, um, but you probably are, is that uh, what what Gary Chapman helps us understand is that there are five love languages that people speak in, right? Mm-hmm. And each of us speaks in these love languages every all yeah. five of whether them, whether you realize it or not, right? Yeah, but. Each of us have ones that we tend towards. It's kind of like personality. Everyone's different, right? You know, everyone's going to approach things differently. And we approach love differently. We speak love differently because our love language 
uh, though we use all five at some point in our life, yeah. we tend towards like one or two at the top, right? Yeah. And so Gary Chapman helps us to see, you know, what those are, mm-hmm. how we speak them. And, um, you know, then he also helps in the book, helps us to understand how the significant others in our life speak them, right? And yeah. he, he's written several that kind of come from this, you know, it's not just for couples, but like, hey, what are the five love languages that you're, or the love languages that your children speak? Yeah. And those kind of things as well. So I would recommend any of it. Mm-hmm. It's just really practical. It helps us to see in a new light. It helps us to see into our own um, significant other. So um, the five love language, the five love, love languages are words of affirmation, mm-hmm. quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So uh, just in our my household, mm-hmm. uh, Allison is quality time and acts of service, and I am physical touch and then words of affirmation. So yeah. those are our two tops. Th- those are sometimes diametrically opposed to one another. Mm-hmm. So it's helpful for us to know, like it's helpful for me to know that you know, unloading the dishwasher or loading the dishwasher yeah. is an act of acts of uh, of service. And though that's not my primary love language, that's something that I can do that speaks Allison's love language, right? Uh, or sp- spending time with Allison is what's you know going to speak her love language the most. Yeah. And so you know, I've got to make sure that I've you know, I'm scheduling in time. Yeah. To spend with her, otherwise it'll get eaten up with work, you know, um, or um, you know, meetings or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Premarriage yeah. counseling sessions, <laughs> yeah, a million things, or, or kids, or all their activities as well. I've got to, we've got to etch out that time, and so, you know, I, I recommend this to couples. Uh, for them, there's a um, an assessment that you can take that's online. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you, if you've never done that before, it's a fun little exercise. It takes like five minutes. And each of you do it separately. And then you read about, hey, this is their love language or that one. Well, then once you've done that, this book will be helpful because it helps you to see, okay, what do I need to do if if my spouse is, you know, this love language, but I'm not, right? Yeah. And receiving gifts, that's easy. You know, give them gifts. And then... <laughs> Uh, but most people that that's not their primary one, you know, like right. it could be, but that's not necessarily the case. And so you just, you want to figure that out now, you know, Allison's receiving gifts. That's pretty, that's kind of lower on her scale, but she still loves to receive gifts. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do that and, you know, vice versa. I, I, you know, that one's my last one I could care about, mm-hmm. care less about receiving a gift, but then yeah. also like to receive gifts, you know, so yeah. It's it's just one of those things you kind of figure out and and work through. Have you have you and Kim ever done five love languages? Yeah, we've yeah. done it. I know that my my top two are quality time and then physical touch. Okay. Um. So I I love just I love being together mm-hmm. and uh, and then physical touch. Let's. I think it's it'd be important just to caveat that a little bit. We're not talking about in marriage physical touch type things. Just yeah. The whole like like um I'm a hand holder. I like to mm-hmm. hold Kim's hand a lot. Um, that kind of physical touch, or just mm-hmm. the whole like like a pat on the back type yeah. thing, um, and and that that speaks to me a yes, lot. That yeah. speaks to me, and so I uh, that that those are my top two, and and, um, and and yeah, it's it's really it it's one of those things where when you when you hear it, it sounds revolutionary at first, but then you're like, oh no, that makes total sense. Yeah. Like you you start thinking back over your life mm-hmm. and how how people have made a big impact on you. It's like, oh yeah, this I, I yeah. totally get this. This makes perfect sense. Yeah. So when we were talking with Judy, we talked about 
you know, giving couples tools in their tool belt, right, yeah. to help in the marriage. This is just a tool. This is not an end-all, be-all. Yeah. It's not completely revolutionary. Right. But it's just a simple tool to kind of say, okay, um, you know, I was working with a, a couple recently, pre-marriage counseling, and I'd recommend the, this five love languages, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, what the what the um, the young lady did is that she, you know, took the test, gave it to her fiancé. He took it, but kind of, you know, she, you know, wasn't a big deal, but she yeah. she wanted to know what his was, and so she found out, and she really made an effort mm. over many weeks to show him love in the way he receives it the most. Yeah, and like they came back to me and talked about that, and like I didn't even give her that assignment. She like went above and beyond. Yeah, um, the homework assignment, and like they could see where that had helped. Yeah, and that's, cool. uh, that's when she told him that she had been doing that, and he didn't <laughs> even know. And it's like wow, you know, it meant a lot. To him, and it just goes to show, like thinking about the your significant other, thinking about your spouse in a way that's about them and not you forced on them. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, it's huge. You yeah. know, it's a, it's a sacrificial, hum, you know, a humble kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. You ha- you have a marriage resource as well. I do. I have a marriage resource too. This is um, uh, a book. It's called "The Mingling of Souls: God's Design for Love, Marriage, Sex, and Redemption" by Matt Chandler. Um, and uh, in, in this book, Matt follows Solomon's process uh, for uh, attraction, courtship, marriage, and, and even arguing, really. And so what, what, what he does is he follows, he, he works through uh, the book of the Song of Solomon in, in the Old Testament. And in that, um, in that book, in the Song of Solomon, we find a process for finding a mate in life mm-hmm. and, um, and keeping that mate in life. Uh, and Matt teases out how we can use Solomon's actions as our guide for um, for working through marriage, and and this is a, this would be a good resource for for husbands and wives. It's also a good resource for singles. Just mm-hmm. in how, how do I walk through the process of finding a mate? Um, and it, and I would highly recommend this. It's it is uh, probably the longest of the four books, um, just based on sheer thickness. Um, you're talking about, but it's still only just over 200 pages, so it's mm-hmm. not super long. Um, but I would encourage this for, for people who are just trying to figure out the process a little more. Uh, and, and he also talks about um, probably my favorite chapter in here uh, was chapter 7. It's called Logs on the Fire. And just that idea of, you know, been married for 15 years now. And um, we Kim and I obviously are very comfortable with each other. Um, but how, how do we continue that process of still getting to know each other, mm-hmm, but putting mm-hmm. logs on the fire is the way that, that Matt describes it in this book. Um, but um, it, it's just a great resource that I found very, very helpful. Um, and, and it's also a bit very biblical in that, um, not that any of these books are not biblical, but just in the, hey, let's look at this book specifically in yeah, the Bible yeah, yeah. and let's see what it has to say about our relationships. Yeah, I think this one's on my shelf. Yeah. Uh, if not, it's on my list that I want to get on my shelf, but I have not mm-hmm. read it yet. I, I really like Matt Chandler. Yeah. Uh, he's a pastor in Texas, mm-hmm. but has written several books now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as yeah well. great, great yeah. author. So, um, so yeah, so that's The Mingling of Souls. Um, the other book that I wanted to recommend. Um, just this is more so those two books are kind of deal with what Judy Holly talked about and these next two books deal more with what uh, Ken Kington was talking about mm-hmm. with us but um, this is the shortest of the four books it's a book called Family Worship by Donald Whitney um, and this book was really 
it really was revolutionary for me. If we're going to use that word, it, mm-hmm. it, it's very, very powerful. In fact, I want to read uh, just a couple paragraphs out of the introduction. It says this. This is Donald Whitney talking, and he says, I'm persuaded from my own ministry experience in hundreds of churches that so little family worship regularly exists in Christian homes today that even in most of our best churches, most of our best men do not even pray with their wives and children if they have them much less lead them in 10 minutes or so of worship as a family. A survey from Barna Research Group supports that claim. According to this report, 85% of parents with children under age 13 believe they have the primary responsibility for teaching their children about religious beliefs and spiritual matters. However, a majority of parents don't spend any time during a typical week discussing religious matters or studying religious materials with their children. Parents generally rely upon the church to do all of the religious training their children will receive. Uh, and skipping down, he says, it, it is unlikely that exposure to the church once or twice a week will impress your children enough with the greatness and glory of God that they will want to pursue him once they leave your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that idea really impacted me um, mm-hmm. as our kids began to to get older. Um, and so this book, it's only 67 pages. Like you could read it in an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what Donald Whitney does is he goes through and he talks about the biblical basis for why we should worship as families. Um, he looks at family worship throughout church history. He talks about the elements of family worship. And um, one thing that I want to do is go ahead and, and let you know, we're not, this book and I would not recommend that you're having hour-long worship services at mm-hmm. your house. Mm-hmm. That would never happen in the Arrowwood home. <laughs> Just our kids aren't going to sit still long enough. Um, and so one of the things that I think as the primary uh, responsibility lies on parents to teach their kids about, about God and about spiritual matters, um, it's important to remember that you do it uh, one of the things that Ken said was you do it as you go, yeah. as you go. And so, yes, there are times where we sit down together and say, all right, hey, we're going to focus on this for just a second. But those times, again, we have uh, our youngest two are, are well about to be six and eight. They're not going to sit down and listen to mommy and daddy talk for 30 minutes about a spiritual matter. We're talking 10 minutes tops, mm-hmm, and maybe mm-hmm. we sing a song together and we talk about a spiritual um, truth, but but we do it together as a family because that is so important. Number one, to make your kids um, aware of the fact that it is important. Mm-hmm. Number two, to help your kids and train your kids in the way they should go, as it says in Proverbs. Um, and, and it's just, it, it's been really, really good for our family, I think, to to understand that um, for Kim and I, there's not so much pressure for us to plan a worship service for our family every mm-hmm. week. But as we go through life, being aware of, hey, this is an opportunity for me to share with my kids a spiritual significance mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's really, it's really been revolutionary for our family. Yeah. So, so uh, I've, that, I need, that needs to be on my uh, to yeah. read list as it's well. It's a great book. I'm certainly book. familiar with the family worship concept, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, but I have I have not read that book, so I, I, that's one I want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's a lot of books I want to read right now because sure. I've been doing a doctoral program where I have to read certain <laughs> right. books, right? Which have been great. Well, if you wanted to start somewhere easy, yeah, sixty-seven, sixty-seven pages, pages. I can do man. that one, man. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely do that one. Uh, another book is on my to do li- to do to read list mm-hmm. uh, that I just picked up recently. In fact, this is fairly new. Uh, yes, it just came out. Yeah, it just came out. Um, and I think you guys have this book as well. Right? We have it at home. I've not yeah. read it yet, but yeah, we yeah, do I haven't it. read it either. Uh, so I want, but I did want to draw your attention to it. 
uh, as a resource. It's one that I'm about to read um, now that I have some free time because I'm finished yeah. with my uh, doctorate. Um, but it's Family Discipleship, also by Matt Chandler and Adam Griffin. Mm-hmm. So uh, same guy that wrote Mingling of Souls. Uh, and it's Leading Your Home Through Time, Moments, and Milestones. And I think it's probably along the similar lines yeah. as uh, Don Whitney's uh, Family Worship. But it's just that idea of, you know, it's my job to disciple. Uh, it's my job to be a disciple of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But then being a disciple of Jesus means I disciple others. Right. And yeah, you know, I'm discipling people at church all the time. But man, it's my job, first and foremost, yeah. to disciple my family, you know. Right. Um, and so how, what does that look like? You know, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. So uh, Chandler, Matt Chandler builds, uh, you know, obviously he... he helps us to understand why we need to do that. Yeah. But then also, you know, helps us to figure out how to do that using that time, moments, and milestones to kind of mm-hmm. help you kind of walk through, you know, that time. So, you know, quality time is a love language, right? Yeah. To bring it back to the first book. Right. Using that time that you have, that quality of time, to spend, uh, you know, teaching your kids, discipling your kids, helping yeah. and, and discipling your, your whole home, you know, right. uh, to help everyone grow in Christ. And I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier. It's that intentionality, right? Yeah. It's understanding using your time wisely, using the time you have wisely. And you only have so much of it. This you know? is true. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you've got a 13-year-old now. Yeah. So five years, they're eight, you know, Anna Grace is 18. Yeah. Oh, my you gosh. Know? Don't not remind to, me. Not Don't to remind scare me. you. But, you know, I mean, yeah. your time is even more limited. You right. know, Caroline... Uh, is about to turn 10, I think she is turning 18. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, time is just of the essence. And right. so you got to take most the every moment mm-hmm. and capture it and use it the best you can. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, so these four resources, uh, they are available wherever you get books if mm-hmm. you want to buy them. Um, but there will also be uh, copies of them in yeah. our church library, which obviously are limited in their uh, mm-hmm. circulation because there's only so many copies. <laughs> uh, but we would encourage you to try any one of these four books or all of them uh, as a resource to help you in your marriage mm-hmm. and with your kids as you as you raise your family. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I think it would be helpful. Of course, we'd love for you to to use the resource we have here at the church. Yeah. But I, you know, if we'll, maybe we can put these in the show notes, like yeah. that people can kind of check it out. Absolutely. And see, you know, the link or whatever mm-hmm. to get this. So, how do they find? that information so that information is in the description yeah. it'll be in the description on whether you get your podcast on apple mm-hmm. or google or spotify um or it's also in uh in the uh, comment section of our youtube video as well mm-hmm. um, those links will be there um but yeah so we, we'd love to be for you to be able to to resource yourself yeah. and your family uh, as you move forward so that you can have families and marriages that glorify god because that's what that's what we're hoping we help lead you to do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I was reading in, um, um, I was reading in Second uh, Corinthians, mm-hmm. and it, uh, Paul said, hey, I pray for you to become fully mature, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's that's our job in ministry. That's right. why we have a podcast. That's why we give you resources. That's why we interview uh, leaders. Yeah. We want you to become fully mature in that's your right. faith, you know? And so 
Um, we're trying to do that in as many ways as possible. This Absolutely. is one of those, you know. Yeah, this is one little uh, stop as we walk down the path. That's right. That we are following uh, as we become more and more like Jesus and are go through that process of sanctification right. un- until we are face to face with Him. That's right. Uh, in glory. So. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for joining us today. We are so glad that you took the time to do that. Um, If you could, it'd be great if you could share our podcast Mm -hmm. uh, or if you could comment and rate our podcast on Spotify, Google, or Apple, uh, or if you could like this video on YouTube, that would be great. That just helps get it out to more people so that more people can hear about it and hopefully become more mature in their walk with Christ. Um, But thank you for doing that. Again, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life. Uh, But until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we will see you as we continue down the path next time.